Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Wednesday morning. I know it's an old rainy morning, but uh, it makes for a very sleepy day. I know about you all, but it's like when it's, we have rainy weather, all I want to do is is uh, sleep all day. But then again, I'm getting old, and I'd rather just sleep all day anyway, so <laughs> it won't make much difference. But anyway, I hope everybody's safe and careful as you're going out and about on your endeavors today or as my friend Larry Knight always say, said, he says, I, I got to go get my rat killing done. So if you got to go get your rat killing done today, that <laughs> you are safe and well. You know, all we have watching this morning, I got Miss Amy Oaks Turner. I hope she enjoyed her uh, concert last night. I saw that she went to see Ariel Speedwagon. A lot of people on my Facebook went saw Ariel Speedwagon last night. Very jealous. You sorry bums. <laughs> Good morning to Amy, Tracy Little, Terry Irick Webb, Angel Dixon, Carol Dunn, uh, Christy Lay Allis, Darlene Barker, Mike Hensley, Brandy Boyd Young, and Kelly Jeanette Swift. So... And Terry Hutchison, so appreciate you guys for tuning in and joining me for this morning's devotion. All right, my friends, let's, at this time, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All righty, praise God we get to say uh, those pledges each and every morning that we live. Hello, Jennifer Honeycutt. She just tuned in. Appreciate you all uh, for, in, in, you know, to join me in these pledges each morning. Get it out here in a second. But, uh, you know, it's uh, concerning, you know, to see where our world is headed and what's going on. You know, you have uh, Trudeau, who's acting like a dictator in Canada. Uh, a woman donated $50, and uh, they froze her bank accounts. Uh, one woman just trying to get coffee. The cops ran her off and uh, arresting people. Were, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's like watching, you know, you growing up, you know, reading history, you hear about uh, communist rule and dictatorships and how people were treated. And now we're seeing this kind of stuff in real time, and it's... Uh, uh, oddly, uh, I don't know how to put it, eerie, or that our country has uh, remained silent uh, in this. Uh, it is uh, should be concerning because, see, this whole odd thing with this this virus, and I've always said it is real. Uh, we've we've had personal friends, church family members who have passed away due to COVID. I, I've always said it's real. I have always felt like it has been a government uh, issue that they're using it to, for control. Uh, Johns Hopkins University's come out said that uh, masks are, you know, it makes no difference where one or not that are irrelevant. In fact, they said it's like uh, the mask is as effective as a chain link fence trying to stop a mosquito. But see, the government likes their control, and the fact remains. What are they going to do? See, right now they're lifting all these mandates because we got midterm elections. They want to be elected. 
they're not going to go back from the people being in control and telling them what to do. See, they are right now they've had all the power. They've got to dictate what we can or can't do. They've got to use these masks as a way of control. And they're not going to let that go. Just, I mean, you just might as well get it through your head. They're going to find some way to lord their power over us. And so uh, <laughs> just, you better just hang on. And the fact that gas prices are getting higher and higher, and they're over already $6 a gallon in California, it make it get a whole lot worse because, see, all this going on in Russia and Ukraine, see, they want to put sanctions on Russia because what they're trying to do in their invasion of Ukraine. But, see, Russia controls so much of our uh, supply of oil for our fuel. And if he starts to cut that off what do you think is going to happen not to mention the truckers who decide if they're you know they're going to head to washington dc and if they're going to protest and if they quit delivering what do you think is going to happen to our fuel supply what's going to happen to affect our grocery uh you know needs and you know product needs if these truckers said uh, you know what we're not going to move until things are changed and that could who knows how long that could last you know, these things are going to happen, and so you might as well just start preparing yourself now. I ain't saying go out and hoard up all the toilet paper and hoard up all the gas, because see, that's what happens. That's why there's shortages, because people go ballistic, and they start hoarding this stuff up, and it causes shortages. But we just need to prepare ourselves, and uh, I'm going to try to look into some things. It might not hurt to get you some MREs and things uh, to just, you know, get you through for a couple of weeks, because uh, uh, you never know. You know, I, I know how to hunt. I know how to fish. But uh, so a lot of other people in this area. But there's quite a few coming down here who don't. we got a lot of people coming in from California and New York and New Jersey. And things get tough, get tight. And uh, they start starving. Guess who they're going to start breaking into? And I'm telling you right now, is it the last house you're going to want to break into? I, I, I want to get one of those signs that says, we don't call 911 here. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, but you want to be, uh, be prepared and be ready for what could possibly happen. I'd rather have it, not need it, and then to need it, not have it. So that's my, my daily word of advice for today. You take that as it will and uh, do with that information and uh, apply it where needed. So, but uh, all right, my friends, let's look at our verse of discussion this morning. Psalm 86, 11. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. All righty. You know, we look at this, we look at Psalm 86 in particular. You know, one thing we need to make sure is that we are doing our due diligence and spending proper time in prayer. You know, I, you know, I, I talk about this a lot and spending time in uh, God's word and in prayer. And, you know, you may, you know, people may think, well, he just does that because, you know, he's a pastor and that's what he's supposed to do. That's what he's supposed to, he's supposed to encourage us to do. But the thing of it is, it's not just something I do because I'm a pastor to encourage you as a fellow Christian, as a fellow brother in Christ, I know firsthand the power of prayer. And I know that it is needed as a part of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, I know that, um, you know, to spend that time in prayer, you know, it may vary for different people. You know, obviously, if you can spend an hour of prayer each day, great. But, you know, time doesn't always allow that. Sometimes you can spend 15 minutes of prayer, 30 minutes of prayer, or you may not be praying at all. You know, well, I'm just too busy. i got to run off to work. I've got things to do. I've got, you know, but you don't have no problem spending hours on social media or whatever it is you really want to do. 
Uh, but it's important and imperative to have that communication between us and God. Uh, God wants to hear that. He wants to hear, yes, God knows our thoughts and minds. A lot of people got the idea, well, if God knows our thoughts and minds, then why do I need to say anything? But the fact is, God wants that communication. Just as any loving parent wants a communication from their children, God wants communication from us. He wants us to talk to him, and it will only cultivate and make your relationship stronger and better and make you closer to God. There was a lot of years I floated around before I went to the ministry. I didn't really pray. You know, I didn't even really have to read my Bible, uh, if I read it at all. And uh, I can see a distinct contrast between where I didn't spend that time of prayer and where I do every day, my relationship with Christ, how much closer and better that it is. It doesn't mean that uh, life is easier or better or, uh, or you know, things are just go smoothly. No, I still have those attacks. I still have those trials. I still have those things that happen. But God gives me the strength and the ability to endure and to persevere through those trials. But we have to seek him early. We have to seek him daily. It's important. And I know some people say, well, I don't know how to pray. Of course, uh, the Lord's Prayer is, is one way to give us an outline uh, to, uh, of prayer on how to instruct us on how to do that. But I've always told people, you know, one way I always do, I always like to start out praising God. I always like to start out thanking God for what he's given me. I like to thank God for his blessings and what he's done for us well, and the forgiveness of sins. Maybe I should start with that first. I always like to ask for forgiveness of sins, anything intentional, unintentional, sins I'm not even aware of. I want to make sure all that's cleared. I want to make sure all that there's nothing impeding my prayer between me and God. And then I'll go into to being thankful. And then I go into the, the concerns that I have and things that I'm worried about. And I want God to bless and watch over, like my family or finances or the church or whatever it may be. I want God to be a part of that. I, I like that communion between me and God. And uh, like I said, there's sometimes I just um, uh, have lunch and it's just completely quiet. And I just talk to the Lord, you know, just having lunch with God. It, it, you need that. We, we have to have that. God's Word says, if you draw close to me, I'll draw close to you. We need that right relationship with God so that we can weather the battles, so that we can try to shed our old selves, get rid of those areas in our lives we know needs work, the areas of our lives that we know we need to put away and strive for that mind of Christ. But you can't do that if you're not in daily communion with God. You know, and it goes and stems above and beyond just saying a, a simple few lines of prayer in your car or, uh, you know, maybe when you're in the shower or just, you know, walking through the hallway. You need to have real, true, quiet time between you and God. Now, I know some people said, well, I have devotions uh, uh, a uh, uh, with my spouse or whatever. Well, that's fine. I mean, you know, you can have a couple's devotion. There's couple's devotional books out there and prayer. That's great. That's, uh, you know, that strengthens that relationship. But you still don't need to neglect your one-on-one -on -one time between you and the Lord. It is, it is imperative. You need that. And the sad thing it is, there's a lot of pastors out there who do not spend that time in the Word and in prayer. I know it firsthand. They literally told me this when I was in uh, doing my doctoral studies in Indiana. Something came up about Bible reading and prayer, and I said, yeah, I have to do that every day. And I had literal pastors in that classroom look at me and say, boy, I wish I could do that. And see, what it is, a lot of pastors think because of what their studies for their sermons, uh, that is their Bible reading, and that's their prayer time, whatever. And they, But the thing of it is, even though we have those studies in the Word, to prepare for our messages, we still have to have separate devotional time for us and God. We can't neglect that. You get, there's a distinction between studying to, for a teaching and studying for personal and spiritual well-being and growth. 
And it was so, you know, it's sad that a lot of pastors don't do that and don't, and don't set that priority. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect. You know, don't get me wrong. I don't want people to say, well, he, boy, he thinks highly of himself. I'm not like, I'm not a narcissist. I'm not out here to, to build myself up. I'm just trying to use examples to encourage you in your walk and in your relationship with Jesus Christ because I know firsthand what it's like when it, you don't do it, when you neglect it, how it severely impacts your relationship with God. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to have that right relationship with Jesus Christ daily. I want you to seek him out every day. I'm, I'm trying to encourage you to spend that time of prayer because I know what a difference it makes. I've seen firsthand. I've seen miracles firsthand. I've seen miracles within my own life. Uh, just the healing that I received when I was having this neurological disorder, how God dramatically, miraculously healed me. And uh, of course, I had a psychiatrist said it was all in my head. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't physical. Maybe it was all in my head. I don't know. Whether it was uh, in my head, emotional, spiritual, physical, whatever it was, it was clearly physically evident what I was going through. And it was only through God who healed me dramatically, miraculously, what I went through because it was hell on earth. You know, and it's a lot of times when we pray, it's tough. You know, we're trying, particularly when we're trying to seek an answer. God, show me direction. Show you what you want me to do. And don't think that I don't do that. I, I pray that every day. God, you have a plan for this world. How do I fit in that plan? Where do you want me? What is your direction? You know, it's not that I'm, I'm wanting to leave Fountain Life Bible Church, but I, I'm just trying to pray, Lord, what are new programs that we can institute into the church that would draw draw more people to the church and be more involved? Uh, how can I be better used for your service? You know, I'm in the middle of writing uh, two books kind of simultaneously, you know, right now, and praying about that as I, 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 work, I work on those books every day. And, you know, as with my health, even though I'm limited in what I can do physically, I still pray, Lord, how can I still minister? How, what can I do to further spread the gospel? That is my goal, and that should be your goal as well. Because that's one thing I was talking about Sunday evening was the fact that when you come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, you're in the ministry, and, and you have a mission. And this world is our mission field, and we have to get out there and serve God Almighty. But sometimes when we pray, we don't always know, uh, you know, maybe what to even pray for. But see, praise God for the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit speaks to God on our behalf so that uh, we, they, that uh, the, it goes out for what we don't know what to pray for sometimes. Or we don't get an answer. Like, Lord, you know, it'd be great if, if you know, we get a text message from God. Okay, uh, let's see here. We've got... Uh, uh, rusty on here and uh you know even though he's a georgia fan uh we're going to uh, answer him anyway <laughs> you know i'm joking but you know it'd be great if you had a text message uh from god when you pray and said okay here's exactly what i need you to do today here's uh, a five-year plan of what i want you to shoot for that'd be great all right man here's what i need to do praying about a job praying about moving praying about whatever you know and all of a sudden god just reveals it right there and in the palm of your hand that'd be awesome but it doesn't work that way. Sometimes we it feels like we're not getting an answer, but sometimes God's making us wait for a reason, to be patient, to seek him out. That's one reason I was talking about that Sunday morning in regards to relationships. It uh, you know, when you're single, it's not fun. And you feel lonely and you feel like, you know, everybody else is out there having uh, fun and enjoying life and, and they have a significant other. And you just feel so alone. You're wondering, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't God send somebody to me? And, you know, and, and I've, I know what it's like. I know personally what it's like. And, it's, and, but, and I got ahead of God and I didn't listen and I didn't wait. 
but you have to wait. If you're a single individual, uh, understand God's got the right person for you at the right time, at the right place, in time, space, and history that's going to be far better than anything you could have ever conjured up. All right, you may have a, your, uh, you know, if you're a woman, you may have the ideal man of knight in shining armor, or you may have a be a man and have a an ideal version of the the woman that you want. But whatever it is, God's got something far better than you could ever hope for. But you've got to wait. And just like any other situation in our lives, we have to wait on the Lord. Sometimes He says wait. Sometimes He says no. You know, and uh, you know, you may not want to be single, but you know, at that time, you have no distractions. You don't have a spouse to distract you. You may. Not not have kids to distract you you have the ability to go full-on force to give your heart mind and soul completely to god with no distractions to be used by him to serve him wholeheartedly and you know and that, so use that opportunity uh, that you have right now to serve god like no other time before and if you're trying to make decisions you know you just need to pray for that sensitive uh, to be sensitive to leading the spirit and to have that discernment so that you know that you're doing god's will you know there's a lot of areas that we have to work on and understand but uh, but under you know but praying, and in earnest, all right, you know that, and you may be doing that with the intensity through your entire prayer that you're earnestly praying that you're praying continually, you know, uh, and that's one thing I'm praying throughout the day constantly praying continually. A lot of times it's like Lord forgive me I shouldn't have done this I shouldn't have done that, but you know I'm praying continually. Uh, you know that we're praying thankfully, you know praising God. You know sometimes it's easy to feel like. And we, we focus on the things we don't have. We need to be thankful for the things we do have. Count your blessings. Thank God for your health. You know, even in your worst moments, there's people dying in hospitals that would trade everything to have the life you have. You may feel like your life is just not worth a squat, you know, may feel like it's a failure, but there's people who would trade in a heartbeat to have what you have. So pray thankfully, pray in humility. There's a lot of pride out there as well as what keeps people from prayer and uh, and their own selfishness. So we need to be humble to put away that arrogance and that selfishness. Pray, pray with all humility before God. Pray in faith, trusting God, knowing that He's going to apply all of our needs according to His riches and glory. We pray to Jesus like He is real because He is real, and we have faith and we trust in Him. That no matter the outcome that all things work together for good to those that love God to those who are called according to his purpose so pray with that faith and earnest that we know that he is going to be there and answer that and we pray for the you know, the, the our country you know we, we see how evil and vile it is we pray for salvation for the lost pray for that that this country would turn back to God like never before you know yesterday was as president's day and said that one thing that uh, brought president Lincoln to uh, become a Christian uh, after the Civil War, he said it was that uh, through all those circumstances, it brought him to his knees uh, to understand the, the need of a Savior. Now, of course, I'm paraphrasing. You can look that up. In fact, I may have that. Uh, yeah, or here it is. So President Lincoln came to know Christ personally through the burdens that he faced during the Civil War. He later said, I have been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had absolutely no other place to go. You know, so we need to pray for that uh, salvation, that the conviction will drive people to their knees to come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. We need to pray for joy in trials. I know that's hard to understand. How can I be joyful in trials? But pray for that, uh, that uh, the, the Lord is uh, using those miserable circumstances to cultivate our faith and to make us stronger. And we need to be praying to be teachable, to be obedient, to be reverent heart, to be teaching to be to, for that, that heart of change uh, in our lives. And if you're not willing to be teachable, if you're not willing to be obedient, then 
that means that you are putting self above uh, God. You're not being humble. And uh, we need to want to be teachable so we can look at those areas in our life that needs changing and make those changes. So, my friends, we have a job. We have a responsibility and a duty as Christians. So do not neglect that time of prayer. It's necessary and it's needed. Let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to be diligent in praying for, uh, each and every day. Lord, help us to trust in you, have the faith in you and that we need. And Lord, help us to be teachable and obedient and uh, servant, uh, to, be, to be a servant to you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, help us every day to be strong and to be of good cheer and to be courageous. And Lord, for anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for all my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching this morning. That you watch over, lead God to protect them as they're going out and come again. Lord, please be with my kids as they're going to school and work. And Lord, you'll watch over and let them get to their destinations back safely. All of our children, Lord, as they're going out and about today. Lord, I do pray for Ron Thompson. And uh, Lord, I pray for Ginger Hood. And uh, Kim Penix and uh, Lord, so many uh, that have offered uh, or asking for prayer every day on social media. Lord, you know the hearts, minds are concerned, your will be done in those situations. Lord, be with us, God, to protect us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and watching this morning. And uh, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth, the myth, legend that is Miss Mousy, I appreciate you tuning in. But I do hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.